Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory of the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from August the 11th of 1990. This is, I guess, Doc, officially New Year, not same old us episode, because this one should air like January 6th. We're recording this some time ahead of things, just for people who... Um, don't know uh we're shuffling around shoot job blues uh doc's got an update on hopper in a second but before we get into that i'm gonna welcome doc in uh as as hopper is not here and uh, special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly disrespectfully classy marky blassie mike children joe ice the latest blassie episode uh dropped a few weeks ago from us airing this probably like three weeks ago now but anyway it's out and we talk about a lot of old school wrestling and some new stuff too and then real quick before i throw it to doc Special shout out to some new patrons, Mike L., Markel, uh, Sean, who's a longtime patron. He bumped up his pledge because he stated that I had to up my patronage after hearing you guys suffer through Sonny's OnlyFans. Thoughts and prayers, dog. Thanks again, Sean. We appreciate it. You've been a Hall of Famer for a while, but thanks for the bump up on the pledge. And then Adam C., he's a newer listener, but new patron more importantly. And again, we are recording this way ahead of when you're hearing this. So if you've, um, let's just say if you became a patron before Christmas or even after Christmas, uh, it might be a few weeks before you hear your patron shout out. Doc, on that note, I wanted to get that out the way, take care of that business. I'll throw it to you. How are you? I was going to wish everybody a happy new year, and I guess it's still it rings true, but I can see why you were a failure in the wrestling business. You just come straight out and tell everybody to finish before we even get started. Like, did you come down the aisle in the old day and say, I'm doing the job tonight, everybody? What's up? Or did they just know that because you were wearing a Michael Vick jersey? Come well, on. They just knew the Booker, especially the one in New Orleans and Chalmette, Louisiana back then, didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. They knew oh, I was okay. doing the job because of that, because... He was the drizzling shits as a booker, but okay. I mean, well, what do you want? Hey, man, ha- happy, happy New Year, Mike. You're wishing me happy New Year, huh? I am wishing you a happy New Year. I mean, uh, depending on how you want to play the time here, uh, we all have visions of syphilis seared in our head for uh, from last week's OnlyFans review. Harper has syphilis and chlamydia and gonorrhea of the eyes. And so he's not here today. Uh, he's hopefully in line for his penicillin shot 
so that he he can be back with us uh, as 2022 happens. You said we're going to be the same old us this year. I disagree with you, Mike. Why is that? I think we're going to be crazier, more out of control, more ass, more flips, more dives, more everything. What do you think about uh, that? I don't know about more flips and dives and stuff. I mean, why not? Well, you're the one full of flips and dives. If we're gonna be real here, here's the it thing. Let me let me, me let me put it to you like this: How many wrestling podcasts do you think you've listened to over the years? Oh, tons. I I, don't know. I could. Tons. I'd have to. I'd have to write them all down. It's been a lot. Okay, we we've done that before, but uh, you know. How many wrestling podcasts do you think you've gotten into where you like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm going to listen to this, and then I'm going to listen to the next one, then I'm going to listen to the next one? Select few on that. Okay. How many of those select few did you eventually get tired of and be like, this just ain't doing it for me like it used to? Ultimately, that boils down to most of them, but I'm probably not the best person to ask that to because what... The thing that challenges, the thing that's hard about podcasts for me is I record one, I take notes for one with you, and then I have the third layer, which is I then got to go back and edit and post. And I swear, as this show has grown and I've spent more time doing that, it, I feel like disengaged from most wrestling podcasts. I don't want to listen to any of them. Uh, and there's only a select few where I'll tune in sometimes. Like the Jarrett one that you and I talked about with his dad buying world class uh, from a few weeks ago. They had ago, 77 but... pages of research for that. Uh, that Listen that's, to this. That's insane. You hear that? You hear this? You hear that? That's the one page of notes I have for this episode. So there you go. Um, I have two pages most weeks, and that's only because... There's some reminders on there about the patron shout out, you know, stuff like that. So Other my than point that, is this. Yeah. But over time, you're, you, most podcasts are like, yeah, I feel like I've heard all their stuff. But we just keep growing and getting bigger and better. And, and you know, I think 2022 is our birth year. What the hell does that mean? You sound like a Well, woman. instead of our birthday month, it's our whole year. This is going to be our year. This is going to be our year. I mean, you could say last year was our year, but I think this year is going to be our year. Well, we are steamrolling into calendar year seven of this thing. Right. I mean, which if hmm. we really wanted it to be our year with a new me, we need to get some, put some scrubs on and grow our fingernails out and call our, our son King, our King, right? No. Those Definitely are your favorite not. girls on the planet, aren't they? It's just, if you always have to state that, then that's why it's the furthest thing from the truth. It's one you thing ever, if you, you make look a at, declarative you statement. Those type, you ever look at one of those type females? Like their social media feed for like five years and they're still posting the same inspirational messages five years that they were five years ago? That's what I'm saying. It's like, man, when are you going, when are you going to apply this shit? Yeah, like, I mean, you keep tell you keep spouting the same nonsense. If he won't put in the time for me, then he ain't worth it. Okay, then why are you still saying that five years later? That's that's my that's always my thing with that. Like you, you constantly, 
you you play the same card every time. It would be like a football team rolling out there for five years straight, 16 games a year, 17 now, running the same five plays every time they're on offense. Uh, Bruh, I call that the Jason Garrett era, but hey. Well, I and look what came what with the saying. Jason Garrett era. I hear what you're saying. It wasn't fun either. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, let, let me ask you something. Speaking of that, I, I, I really want to ask you this because I, I don't know if you've seen it. But recent, so we've had a couple of developments in our household recently. So one is Latrell came straight, straight out and asked the other night, is wrestling fake? That's yeah. a, that's, that's tough, man. Um, what do you do with that? I mean, it's like, I was like, uh, you want to hear about sex? <laughs> Cause I'd, I'd rather have that conversation. You're making a bigger deal out of this than it is. Well, when I told him a little bit about it, he goes, I don't like wrestling anymore. I was like, you don't have to go that far. But anyway, we were watching uh, some some SmackDown the other night. And um, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, this is this is somewhat time dated, but it's not. He uh, he fired um, Paul Heyman as his wise man. And it led me to ask you. Is Paul Heyman doing the best work of his career right now? And what did I tell you? Besides the fact (laughs) that I don't know the last time I watched SmackDown. uh, When I was watching, he's very good on the mic. And, and I did and be, see some of the fair, stuff. Paul has been good at just about everything he's done, from the psycho yuppie in the stuff we're talking about now, to the I'm going to run ECW and be a visionary and the edgy guy running the promotion, and that's hard to overcome and beat, to the announcer and sort of entryway into pushing his way into WWE, to brought to seeing Punk, to this role, but. I feel like this is the the kind of toady sort of like fat, bald in a suit. Just I'm smart, but I'm a ass kisser. I think it's his best role. I think it's the one he was born to play too. He 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 was good. I mean, I'm not. Look. And here's the other thing: how many guys have had that long of a career with that with those different roles? And connected and hit a home run on every one of them. I just think he understands pro wrestling. Like, I he, think you're onto. I think that's a that's a you're onto something with that statement. I agree because there there's there's guys who are there's people who have talent, but they and you know Paul's been done all these shoot interviews so when you watch him you know he's working it's not like I mean you know everybody's working but my point is like he's quote unquote exposed the business over the years whatever everybody does that now so so it doesn't really matter but Paul is Paul Heyman's so good because he just it's it's everything it's what he says how he says it the facial expressions I mean you got those are priceless the, and to be and yes. to be completely to be completely fair, because we we are a classic wrestling podcast, some of the work that Roman Reigns is putting in right now, 
I didn't think he had any, and it's pretty pretty amazing as well. So it takes more than we've always say it takes more than one person to hold up their end. And Roman has been phenomenal with his facials uh, during this this program as well. I was singing Roman's praises back when everybody wanted Way him back to turn when I told heel. you to. I remember. No, it's not. Go watch 2015 or 16 Fastlane, him and Daniel Bryan. You want to see a guy who got in there with one of the best in the world and didn't miss a beat. It was a fantastic match. The problem was he was being pushed down our throats. He's a baby face and nobody. Can you imagine now? I mean, think about it. Like the stuff he's pulling out now and they had him saying suffering succotash. There right there is the reason you don't need writers. That, that's what I'm saying. He was he was good back then. But I swear this mental block that people were having for him because they just didn't like the way he was booked. He was being shoved down everybody's throat. Nobody, it felt like a lot of people didn't want to give him credit. Even the people who would give him credit were like, yeah, but, and I kept saying back then, I was like, this dude's fucking good, man. Nobody's like, people don't realize it. And I keep talking about that fast lane match because he got in there with Daniel Bryan and it was fantastic the winner got brock at wrestlemania which was i think the next pay-per-view and everybody knew roman was gonna win but man the way they did it they told a nice story and again is daniel bryan or whatever his name is now because now he can't use that name anymore it was fantastic he's been good he's been great in the ring for a long time nobody wanted to give him credit for it though and he was booked poorly but that's the thing, man. You got to look at wrestling nowadays and you got to look at guys and go, that guy's got talent. He's just being used on incorrectly. We didn't have that back in the day, but we can say that now. And I just didn't understand like why people were shitting on him when it wasn't him. It's Vince and the writers and sucker and suck attached, which is stupid. But yes, I agree. He and Paul Heyman, fantastic. Heyman, the facials, the, it's Heyman's facials. The facials are just... That's what puts it over the top. He can cut the promos. They're great. He can tell the story in the promos. They're great. His mannerisms are great outside of just the facials, just his mannerisms, the way he walks and does all that. But the facials are what over the top. And the reason I point that out more than anything is so in pro wrestling, they'll tell you any good trainer will tell you to uh, sell to your audience. And they'll tell you to think about your audience, not in the front row, because everybody in the front row can see back. Row. Sell it to the people in the front freaking rafters because you know and and that's kind of like now is gone and passed because that's so much true of it for is almost any project. performing art though i mean they talk about that in music as well as you're singing to the guy in the back right right so i'm yeah and i'm not saying that you need to wrestling but they would always say like sell it for the people up at the last row at the very top and i just think like Heyman and reigns but they do that great i mean it's 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 fantastic stuff so yeah I can't put that over enough, man. Can't put it so over. So we've enough. been talking about some cerebral wrestling, but to follow our um to follow our New Year's resolution of more ass, um, you you you've been knocking out some ass lately or what's going on over there? Come on. <laughs> I do have something I need to throw at you. Oh Lord. Um, regarding the Sunny OnlyFans. And again, this was posted man, after what I'm what I'm about to mention. I can posted. only imagine the, the sheer amount of, of mail that that has generated for you. Um, oh, yeah. 
I mean, just the people clamoring to see her. Um, I, I don't have a problem with what I saw as much as I have a problem with the business model. Well, what I was going to say is we did that. And yes, you're right. Uh, Silva messaged me saying, God, this is sick. Why did you review that horror stuff? <laughs> like, I hear you. <laughs> okay. But then I had people saying they needed penicillin shots and lots of feedback. Well, that Harper's still down at the clinic. I mean, there's been a rush and he, he is still, he's stuck in, in the queue. He told us, he said, look, I'll be there if I can, but I got to get this cleared up because I have green goo oozing out the corners of my eyes. What I was going to finish off saying, though, was um, related to the feedback. Wolf, Wolfie, uh, the fake Wolfman on Twitter. I don't think I've heard from him yet about it as of us recording this. Maybe he sent something already now by the time you're hearing this. But Wolf, Wolf, Wolfie, the fake Wolfman on Twitter, uh, I was waiting to see his response because I'm sure he, you know, he got got some good stuff out of that. But what we here we've opened up a can of worms and this is what I wanted to mention to you. So a longtime BTT Hall of Fame patron Robert Smith, uh been supporting this show for almost the whole time since his existence, uh at least since we've had patron. Uh he put a suggestion on Facebook mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm Robert, I love you, but I don't think this is happening. It says, Okay, Mike, you guys should make OnlyFan reviews a regular Patreon feature. My suggestion for the next one is and he's got a screenshot of Allison K. Remember her from Impact? I think she's in the NWA now. Um, two things no. here. Who is that? You you know who Allison K is from Impact? I have mm. to send you. I had to send. I Hold to send on, I'll up. I'll look it up. If I know who yeah. it is, I, she used I'm not to be. I, um, I just don't recognize it. She wasn't Allison K though in Impact. She was. There you um, go. Oh, what was her name? Now, now you're now I'm trying to look. But as you're looking at, I'm that working up, on it. I'm working on it. Okay, so I, I just want to point something out. I, I, I for one, and Robert, I love you, but I can't see. Oh, she wasting, was Sienna. Sienna, that's it. I can't. And this, this is not. This is not what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Sienna's OnlyFans. All right, I can't see what I would call almost wasting patreon dollars on these various only fans because i've been told now, by doing pe- stuff on this only fans no probably not see that's the thing just because it's an only fans doesn't mean it's quote-unquote pornography it could just be well then i'm not it, interested it could just be like you know risque type lingerie well that, and here's the thing it's probably because she's a bigger girl but she's billed at 510 150 I guarantee you some of the granimals out there that our listeners are, are bedding down <laughs> are have much bigger stats than 5'10", 150. That's what I'm trying to say is, y'all were talking about Sunny. Well, Sunny don't look like she did when she was 18 in Smoky Mountain, but she looks – how different does she look than the average 49-year-old that's out there eating fucking every ice cream – eating ice cream straight from the carton? I'm not going to speak on that. that, that I will. That's, There's a that's bunch of fat sunny. bitches running around. That's great, but that Sunny OnlyFans is gross. Here's the thing. I don't There's like... There's nothing attractive about that to me. And, 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 you I, know. and I don't like the the whole business model. Look, in the old days, you could trick people like that. But it's 2022 now. <laughs> I'm going to give you some money, and I want the whole thing. Okay. I want it all. 
I don't want to have to keep tip. I don't want to have to keep tip in the jar to get, to keep things going, to keep it wet. You know, <laughs> that really upset you that you had the tip to get more. If it's going to be 50 bucks, tell me it's 50 bucks and we'll just work with that. Um, and some of these OnlyFans are expensive, man. Uh, so I, I don't know. You know, I'm going to run this past Hopper. I actually have an idea for Hopper. Uh, the idea would be, hey, if you want Hopper to give his comments on OnlyFans, maybe it's a thing where you just PayPal him whatever the cost of that OnlyFans would be. <laughs> you eventually would get around to hearing Hopper's thoughts on, on an OnlyFans. But some of these are expensive, man. Like that Sonny's one was 15 but man, there's... 20 they there's women who charge 29 39 bucks a month for that stuff i mean and i don't want to see another red rocket like i saw in the sunny one over and over again well and and i think we need to keep it straight that you're paying two dollars a month for us right um yeah most are most are in the two um to five range just you know split but yeah it's not it's not a t- it's not like the look i say this all the time doc and i and hopper all three of us continue to work shoot jobs we work full-time 40 plus hours a week hopper's being killed right now on hours which is why he's not here right now Harper needs and to unionize. we work full-time jobs because it's not like this could even come close to afford to pay our bills um so the money goes back into the show and I buy things for the show and every time the computer needs a repair or, you know, I got to pay for the software another year. And it's just various things that, you know, I don't want to go down a laundry list, but there's money spent. And, and that's what that's the challenge of. Well, now, you know, you'd be adding 30 bucks, maybe more a month to review in an OnlyFans. But I don't think Robert's suggestion is bad. But the problem is these OnlyFans are Oh, work. Especially I didn't when... like it. I like I, I. My problem was the model, not the not the content. You liked looking at the red rocket, huh? That's your prerogative. I ain't mad at you, but I mean, like Hopper said in that Hopper said, I'm literally watching some guys boop boop go inside of Sunny over and over repeatedly. That's what that's what pornography is, Mike. Really, from a 1983. No, that camera that, that was that was what was always that's the part that was wrong. <laughs> Javorski posted in the comments, "No hard pass on, on the OnlyFans reviews." <laughs> Come on, someone what, else asked, a, "Anyone have a dudes for you?" Any someone else said, "Anyone have some subscriptions I can borrow?" <laughs> uh, I love half pint nailed it. If it's wrestling, it's not common for them to get fully naked. It's not worth it. Okay. Mm. Anyway, um, good suggestion, Robert. I'm going to throw it at Hopper. I want to get his thoughts. Who knows what that nasty son of a gun will say. You never know. You never know where he's going to. Yeah. But, um, hey, we're talking about Patreon. The show doesn't make a ton of money. Uh, become a patron. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT and make this, continue to make this Worth your while and hours. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to all of our Clash of the Champions that we've done. Get access to all of the pay-per-views that we've done. So much more. The ECW show, the NWA Power show with Sparks and Half Pint. All of that available on Patreon. Plus, 
you know, there's these pre-shows we've done. We've got some other stuff we got to get done. We just got caught in a bad time of the year. I still want to do the Bruiser Bedlam, Dark Side of the Ring. And I haven't been able to get with the champ. The champ has actually uh, been busy. Uh, we couldn't do the Dark Side of the Ring that he did. Uh, Is it on, Legs uh, Day? XPW. But he's been he's been busy. And I want another thing. If you follow the champ on Twitter, I'm sorry, on, on Facebook or you're friends with him, don't ever believe when he posts he's somewhere. Because trust me, he trolls. He he likes to post when he's in a city that he's not. And then other times he's in the city and he is there. So just pointing that out before someone says, well, he's, he's showing he was in town. What are you talking about? Believe me, the champ is a worker. And he's a worker's worker at that. Um, and, then, and then I said why D-Man hadn't been back on, on the last show. So there's that. Uh, Doc, anything else before we get into the uh, main show? I think we covered it all. I checked the five-star reviews. I don't see any new ones. So please get on that, folks, and throw us a new five-star review. I think it's time to do what we do best. Which is cover old-school wrestling. So give me a Damn second. Right. I'll share my screen with you. And you'll be able to see, uh, as soon as you can see Bob Cottle and good old JR, I want you to let me know. That way uh, we know they're coming through for you. They're coming through for me. There we go. Uh, so we're, we're rolling now on the video version of this show, and it is August 11th of 1990, NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Uh, once again, I think we're I think we're in Gainesville, Georgia, at the Georgia Mountain Center, if my research is correct, and I believe this was taped slash recorded on July 30th, and that's if the records are correct from the history of WWE.com, and I think they are for this one. Uh, Jim Ross and Bob Cottle, they opened the show for once uh, once again for us, and they tell us WCW is brought to us today by A&W Root Beer. We then head straight to the ring for some wrestling action, which the first match is going to end up being the Rock and Roll Express versus Pat Rose and Fred Avery. Doc, I guess I'll throw it to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the R&R versus Pat Rose and Fred Avery in a, I didn't say at the top of this episode, a 60-minute episode of NWA Saturday Night. So Doc's already at an A rating because of that. A rating. Um, I like that. I was wondering with the rock and roll coming down, if they like summertime, there's some trade-offs here. Explain what you mean by that. Well, the girls are going to have uh, onion crotch out in the van because it's, you know, no AC in the South, but they don't have to wear those dusters to the ring. Boy, that's true, huh? Yeah, some dusters you, are ugly. They, and they smell, you know, they smell bad. The funny thing about it is, I, I, I've 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 seen that duster, and I don't recall what it smells like being in person next to it. <laughs> Cigarettes. I want to point something out to you because we're getting close to the time where Robert Gibson injures his knee, and start paying attention when you watch these rock and roll matches on these shows when Robert starts favoring one leg over the other because it's it is. It, it will be clear and apparent to you that something is wrong with his knee when he has to step away. Just kind okay. of pay attention to that. You'll, you'll, it's very noticeable from what I remember. Like there's one point it's like, Oh yeah, he's banged up. But on that note, um, so that's what happens. That's what happens when you get older. It is. Even though he's not that old here, uh, we get a picture and picture from rock and roll when the match gets started uh, they talk about getting the World Tag Titles back. And Jim Ross mentions that the upcoming Clash of the Champions will be Clash 12. We'll have 10 big matches in it. So we hear a little bit about that. I mean, we don't we don't get uh, specific matches, but we hear a little bit about it. Doc, you got anything from this match before we go to the finish? 
See, I think this is the match that they should have had on TV with the rock and roll before the Great American Bash, showing them against two bigger guys, getting them ready for the for Doom. You consider Pat Rose a bigger man? He's really short. Bigger than he's husky. Well, he is husky. I mean, he's stout, I guess. The words I'm looking for. And Fred Avery, for those who don't remember, I mean, we've talked about him in the past. He's he's a definitely a big man, not really defined much, wears pink and black tights. <laughs> Very interesting look from Fred Avery. Wouldn't you agree, Doc? Uh, yeah, it's not. It's interesting, I'll say. Yeah. He's got a black singlet on and uh, pink tights with a black stripe and black boots. He's a big dude. Um, not really defined, but he's a big man. Like he's, you know, he's basically a typical, typical what I would say, nineteen seventies or maybe earlier wrestler. Even you see guys like him in the eighties, but enhancement talent. Anyway, uh, they, the Rock and Roll Express, are going to end up winning. I can see what you're saying, but I mean, would it really matter against two enhancement talents if this is who primed them for Doom? That's not really much of a prime. Anything can matter if you sell it that way from commentary. I think Gibson's knee is already hurting here. Because he tells Ricky something here. Gibson... What was he trying to do? Was he trying to do something like the Flying Lotus in the van? Just, some just position? Look, look, look. He tells Ricky something. I don't know what he's telling him. I'm like, is he telling him his knees are messed up already? I don't know. It's 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 weird. I think I, think I know what he's telling him. Oh, God. Uh, here it comes. Ajax wash off. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he was doing he was doing some crazy Kama Sutra out in the rock and roll van and hurt his knee. Maybe so. He should say that he was dancing at the win a date with the rock and roll and was was dancing so hard he hurt his knee. God, that's corny. On that note, the Rock and Roll win, double drop kick. They hit it on Fred Avery. Straight from the Rock and Roll finishing Fred Avery, we go to a very short 20-second long Teddy Long promo where Teddy Long, I wasn't going to play it, but we got a visual here. I like, and I like that little logo in the back. Busting heads. Busted heads. Yeah. And it's... I, that's a skull, and if you look at the eyes, it's Ron and Butch's face. Yeah, that was crazy the, looking, man. I like the that. eyes. And I mean, it's kind of Bush League, but I like nah, Bush It League. works for Doom. It definitely okay. works for Doom. I think so. But um, Teddy Long tells the Rock and Roll to quit crying and that the Soul Brothers Doom are going to take them out. And you're right, that logo... We've talked about these logos, some of them being terrible, but this is this is nice. This is a this is kind of a cool one. Uh, it, it's very fitting for Doom, with busted heads written above it. And now he, Teddy, he, on the other hand, looks great. What are you talking about? He's got a do rag on and looks he looks fantastic. Okay, what's wrong with Teddy? It's those missing teeth that get me. And you can't even see his teeth. Well, yeah, you can. The hell, like yeah, you're right. I can't. Uh. Are those supposed to be bricks under the busted heads and skull? Is that what you so. took that as? Yeah, yeah. Me too. Hard to tell. I think so, that uh, I think that is that Teddy underneath though? I have no idea. I can't tell. All right. It's not exactly HD here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh we get a series of commercials. Uh got a feeling Doc fast forwarded through commercials. 
That's or a, did you that not? guy right there. You remember that guy that's on the the that guy? That motherfucker was in a lot of fucking commercials when I was a kid. Generic which, white dude. Generic white dude with a ball head, which tells you he's an actor. Why would you buy anything from an actor? Anyway, all right, keeping it moving. We go to Sid Vicious in the next match versus Jason Knight. We get a pitcher and pitcher from Sid as the match starts, telling Sting and Luger they better watch their backs. Mm-hmm. They better. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Sid versus Jason Knight? Not a particularly long match, nor should it but have it been. But it went too long. It went yeah. too long. To me, this ought to be, he ought to be out there winning in Magnum time. Man, we used to joke about Magnum winning so quickly, but it really did put over. Damn, this dude just he's putting people away inside of 20 seconds every time. Like sure did. I mean, and you figure Sid in here with Jason Knight, you know, who ends up in ECW years later. You figured Jason Jason was as likely to lose in in a shorter time in ECW than he was to lose here to Sid. Yeah. Um, I'm fast forwarding to it because the finish is coming up shortly, but it went, it went, I said it was short, two minutes. It's not short by Magnum TA standards. Uh, Sid's selling to the crowd doing the Hogan ears. He's about to hit his finisher and Sid is going to, it's vicious. He hits Knight with an airplane spin and then kneels on him again. Um, I say uh, kneels on him again, but he kneels again, not on Knight, but he. Is that a rough bump? Is that a rough bump to take? Kind of, because you don't really land flat. You're not you're coming just, in flat, and you're coming in from an angle, so you can't, like, you're, you're hard to get yourself, you know, lined up for it. Yeah. So it could be rough just from the just from the fact that the way you're spinning and then you're not landing flat. Because that's one thing, man. When you land flat on your back, it's dispersed evenly and does not hurt nearly as bad as what you just saw there when he got thrown like a rag doll. That was pitiful. Damn, it was rough there. Well, but he's he's not going to get up from this. No, he won't. He's down uh out cold. Any other thoughts on this match going too long? Look at that. Let's oh god. If you're watching oh, the video version, that's a rough bump. Yeah. You can watch the video versions at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, by the way. We're seeing it all over here. Yeah. Just like a, we're seeing it all as if it was a Sonny's only fan. That's nice, Doc. So mm-hmm. we keep moving. We got some commercials. And this is, I think, when we found out that this week's episode was only an hour. It's because the Braves are coming up next and they're playing at 7.05. So that's why we're an hour. God bless the Braves, Doc. Bro, this is the time when Greg Maddox was pitching. The game wouldn't have lasted long, much longer than an hour. <laughs> no, I wonder if he pitched that night. That fool used to turn in some legendary performances. I've looked it up, but I don't even know what the Braves record was this um, during this year. This is when they're starting to get everybody in the end of the tent, though. They're yeah. getting Maddox and Flavin and Smoltz. Bro, that shit was a wrap. They dominated for so long, man. And I think they only won one World Series during that time, which is crazy. You got to celebrate the one you win. Uh, hey, Girl, I'm not, look, I'm not knocking it. Them for granted, you never know when you're going to get back. Trust me. Yeah, you you celebrate it. You celebrate it. It's, mm-mm. never make an excuse for 
Like I hear people say uh, that all the time. Somebody could be like, when the Mavericks won, they didn't have to play the Spurs. You're damn right. I don't give a shit. That ain't my I hate, I hate that argument. It, this is what used to make me mad. And I wasn't a Dolphins fan, but this is what used to make me mad about, like when people would talk about Dan Marino. So he got there very, very early in his career, and San Francisco beat him to the Super Bowl. Right? He got there. Um, I think that that wasn't his rookie year. I think it was his second year. I don't recall, but it was very early in his career, first or second second year, maybe. Well, Marino never, never got back to the Super Bowl. And I, I would always hear people, oh, he's not a winner. He can't win the big game. I'm like, dude, Dan Marino may have been, besides Joe Montana, who, by the way, played for one of the greater franchises in NFL history at that time and had great defenses and whatnot. Dan Marino is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, and people minimize it because he never won a title. So to, to piggyback on what you're saying, if, if you win one, that's that's something because it ain't easy. It ain't that's easy. Why, that's why Troy Aikman is so great. He ain't even top ten all time, man. I don't even want to hear that shit from you. He won three. Benefited from great defenses, great offensive line, and an <laughs> average running back. Because mm. Emmett ain't great either. Mm. And you know it. Put Emmett on the Detroit Lions and put Barry on the Dallas Cowboys, and Emmett ain't shit. Mm. And you know I'm not lying. Mm. I ain't you saying seem, he's bad. You seem, tri- you seem triggered. He just ain't that good. Oh, okay. All the Cowboy fans are going to get mad at me. That's why I did that. They should. I mean, you're, you're a piece of crap, and we know it, and that's okay. After the commercial, as we got segue there with Braves baseball and whatnot and Dan Marino and Emmett Smith and the Cowboys being overrated in the 90s. Sid Vicious Uh-oh. comes back out to the ring and Uh-oh. continues to beat Jason Knight's ass. Now, what's <laughs> I important... Was, I thought this was fucking great. What's important is Jason Knight had not gotten up from that bump. He was still selling it. The refs were trying to help him out the ring. He was so messed up. And Sid came out and proceeded to kick his ass some more. And Z-Man and Pillman had to come make the save, and the crowd is going crazy. That was great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Sid fan. We're going to talk about it. But, I mean, I got other issues with him. So, for him to be positioned as the monster who's going to do that, that, these are the kinds of things a monster would do. This was great. Him stomping back out there like, I need some more. That's good stuff. <laughs> this is phenomenal. <laughs> this is really good. I mean, if I don't agree with putting him as the guy going after Sting. But if he is, we got to do something. Well, not only that, but it plays into the name, Sid Vicious. Do you know who the real Sid Vicious is? What is that supposed to mean? You don't, do you? What is that supposed to mean? You tell me. Well, the next match is Brian Pillman and Z-Man versus Joe Bet. No, I'm not. I'm not about to just get trolled by you. Brian Pillman and the Z-Man versus Joe Barrett and Snake Watson. Before the match, (laughs) Sid Vicious tells Pillman and Z-Man to get their noses out of his business, which I thought was a great addition to what we just saw. And Jim Ross 
mentions that next week Pillman and Z-Man will wrestle the Midnight Express on Saturday night. And I just don't care because I love you, Chris Zawaha, but Z-Man isn't where it's at. Doc, any thoughts? Um, yeah, mine was more about our competitors here. We talked about Snake last week and him no longer being with us, and you laughed a lot about that. But I'm looking at our fella here, there, and uh, Joe Barrett. He's an interesting look. He lifts, wouldn't you say? I know him. Oh, well, this is going to be good. He kind of has a Not well, a little... not well, not well. No of. Been in a locker room with him a couple times. Okay, well, uh, we'll get to that in just a second because I'm interested in that. He's got a little um, Chick Donovan maybe look to him. Yep. He does. Okay. He's still alive, by the way. Still alive. Well, that beats his tag team partner. Tag team partner so, couldn't clear 92, but all right. Um, What you got this, on this fella for us? This gentleman right here. Yes. You may have, um, if you're from the South, like deep South, I believe he still lives in the Mobile, Alabama area. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe, believe he still lives there. Um, he was, he had a reputation on the Indies back when I was floating around for being a stiff son of a gun. So I was interested rewatching this because I didn't remember this from, you know, back when I was a kid. And I know of two people who wrestled him that he pummeled them um, pretty damn good. And he's not stiff here, which is interesting uh, as, as you watch him in the ring. We're going to see him over the next few months, I believe. I think he I think he's here for a little while, you know, doing enhancement talent matches. But he was a very stiff person back in the day. Uh, Tommy and Cyrus out there, a couple friends of mine who listen to us, they've probably got specific stories of him because they're actually good friends with him and they could, they could probably tell some and I should see, probably me, bring one of them on. Well, and see to me, this is more interesting than what's going on in the ring is the stories of some of the enhancement talent. So I would tell your two buddies there, Hey, and, and I'm not trying to even rib you on this one, Mike. Send in any stories you have so that we can read them on the air and, and talk about these guys. Because to me, you've got a guy over there and Joe. I, look, we we know the history of all th three of the other guys. But here's a guy who's got neon pink tights, blonde hair. He He's in good shape. He obviously has a clue of what he's doing. But if you're not, you know, I'd never heard of this guy. Nor would I. So it's kind of interesting to me, the guys who have the look, know what to do, but never quite break through kind of their story as well. So I think that would be an interesting thing is if Cyrus and Tommy could send in their thoughts that we could talk about. Yeah, I'm I'm going to message one of them shortly because. I know they've got stories. I mean, I, I could, there's a number of people that I And could then it's know. funny to me, the guy who goes on TV and does the jobs that goes back home and is going to big, you know, stiff everybody. Yeah. I kind of, I'm interested in that always. Cause I he, like the big, the big fish in the small pond. Um, 
and, and I don't I don't know if it was I don't know why he was like that because like when you watch this I don't find him to be overly stiff like I didn't see him just taking liberties but yeah there's guys that I know that he wrestled man he pummeled him and I'm not talking about dudes that like would have given him a reason well one guy there was a match I, there was a show I was on in Mobile many years ago and I won't say the the, the wrestler's name um cuz he's not here to defend himself. I'm going to be Harper here for a second. Say it. He say he kind of got he kind of had like the reputation of kind of having the big head and so this promoter fed him to Joey Barrett. And Barrett beat the shit out of him that night to teach him a lesson. And okay. I remember, I remember the guy coming, like he just he whooped him. I remember the other guy come back to the in the back, and and a couple of the other boys walked up to him like, "Hey man, how you doing? You all right?" And he's like, "Oh, can't phase me." And I'm thinking to myself, dude, if he wanted to kick your ass, like he just put it on you. But if he wanted to really put it on you, I think he'd have took you. I really do. Um, but. He was getting a reaction, like because he because he's pummeling him. I mean, the chops. This dude's chest was purple when he was done. It's like he never let loose on the chops. He just kept doing it. And see, with guys like that, you you really kind of you got to go at them. Like you have to, you have to give it back as much as they're giving it to you. I don't know if this guy gave it back to Barrett as much as he was Barrett was giving it to him, but he pummeled him, pummeled him. And the other guy I knew who wrestled him, and I, I've known plenty of people in the ring with him, but these these two I knew better. The other guy I knew just said that he was he was really stiff with him. He said he fought back, and you know when he went to chop Barrett, he chopped him, and he was being stiff with his punches, and and it wasn't that bad. But the first story I'm telling you, this kid was pummeled, and the promoter specifically booked the match to teach this kid a lesson. I like it. Some people need he, to get taught a lesson. So that's um that's all I know. And look, this is not me bad mouthing Barrett because I don't really I know who he, I've been in a locker room with him. I know who he is um because of the reputation that I, I was told when I was getting started. But you know, from what I know, I don't think he's a bad guy. Like I don't think he's like a horrible human being or anything, but yeah, man, he was known as being stiff in the locker room. Okay. Interesting story there. I did not expect that to go that way. Joey Barrett. I think they called Joey him Barrett. Joey the Body Barrett in the oh. uh, on the indie scene. Because okay. back in the nineties, when I was on a few shows that he was on, he um he was he was he was built. I mean, he's built kind of like you see him here. Maybe even been a little bigger, but he always had a. I mean, he had a good physique, man. Really, really good physique. So yeah, there's that. All right, Doc. Anything else? Uh, Z Man and Pillman obviously win. Crowd liked it. Yeah. Body slam Snake Brown. They body slam Snake Brown onto Barrett, and then Pillman hits the splash on both guys, and Pillman and Z-Man win, although Z-Man, yeah. Let's go now to Jim Cornette. He is about to cut a promo, and let's see what he's got to say. Just when I was in need of a good laugh, one pops right up. Crying Brian Pillman, Tom Stink, you challenge the Midnight Express for another tag team match. We not only beat you for the U.S. tag team belts, but we beat you time after time after time. You split up. 
Now you're back together and you want to get a little revenge. You want to clear that blot on your record. Well, I'll tell you what, Pillman and Zink, get in the ring with the Midnight Express. You're going to find out one more time why they're the greatest tag team of professional wrestling. And you're going to realize why you split up and should have stayed that way. All right, Doc, any thoughts on what Cornette's saying there about them splitting up? Man, I think he's breaking kayfabe on this shitty booking. Why do you say it like that? A lot of times we don't like to admit that somebody, like, they broke up. They're just still together. They're blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what are we talking about here? Well, and the other part of it, too, is I I don't remember this or know about it from, like, pro or main event or whatever else is airing during this time because we talk about that all every every week. Did something happen on one of those shows that we aren't privy to here that we don't know? I'm I'm assuming that something happened. So someone out there can tell us, but I don't know for sure. I do know that Z-Man, what, what I found interesting about that was Z-Man did the freaking job at the pay-per-view to, to Vader. So that that's interesting to me. Like, so did something happen and that's why Z-Man was in that spot? I don't know the story if there is one. Educate me. Book in the territory at gmail.com. That way I don't miss it because uh, I will miss it on Twitter or Facebook. I guarantee. And you. I've got to imagine by this point, Corny is about to like have a stroke at just the whole scene. Yeah. I mean, he's two months, two, two and a half months away right now from leaving. Two to two. Let's just say two and a half to three because they actually, he's actually around a little bit after Halloween Havoc. And a lot of people will say, well, they left then, but not the records don't indicate that because I was looking it up recently. So I would agree, Doc. He's hanging on by a thread at this point. Okay. Hanging on by a thread. Aren't we all? Boy, you could tell if the people knew what we talked about before the show, uh, <laughs> not related to wrestling uh, at all. But so then we go to the commercials and the Steiners win the goodies, headache, powder slam of the week. And Doc, look at this. That looks rough, huh? That's a big some bitch taking that. So the first clip they show is a belly to belly by I think Rick Steiner onto I don't know who that is. And the guy gets over, so that one's not bad, and he lands on his back flat. But then the second clip, it's a superplex, but the guy doesn't the guy that Scott Steiner's superplexing off the top rope. He doesn't make any attempt to go over, so Scott Steiner has to muscle him, and the dude damn near lands on his freaking head. Mm. That was rough. Yeah, it was rough. There is, well, if you're a I patron, mean, you got to see that. Yeah. Because that's some rough shit, what we just saw right there. All right, well, we'll keep the show moving because we did get a series of commercials after after that. Um, we get a uh, wrestling, another wrestling wrap-up segment uh, after the commercial uh, with Flair, Luger, and the Southern Boys. First, it's Jim Ross on the wrestling wrap-up. Him mm. and Missy plug mm. the NWA main event that's coming plug. up. Look at her turn oh. sideways so you can see how oh. big those are. What do you think of Missy here, Doc? Well, she's pretty all right. Boy, it's, it's Missy. <laughs> 1990 Missy. <laughs> she's a treasure. 
Bro, Harper would have. You would have heard some noises. I'd like to. I'd like to here. cut. I'd like to cut some. Uh, I'd like to uh, maybe pull out a razor and shave some uh, Stop. civil battlefields on her pubic areas. Okay. So Jim Ross and Missy plug the main event, and they say a few words about the main event, and then Jim Ross throws to some throws to a bunch of replays of Luger stalking Flair and Arn. I mean, we talked about this last week, man. That was some tremendous stuff. Uh, throughout that episode, the be- I mean, didn't say a word and, and got a phenomenal reaction. Uh, then Jim Ross throws it to Ric Flair in a promo and where Flair will battle Luger at Fall Brawl Clash of Champions, which which is the next one. So let me get to that shortly and I'll play the play the promo from that. September 5th, when Ric Flair will take on the total package Lex Luger, the United States Heavyweight Championship will be on the line live here on TBS. We asked Ric Flair for these comments. Your name is Ric Flair. You've got to be involved in the championship picture to survive in this sport. Those of you out there that know me, know my reputation, know that I have been on top of this sport for 10 years. So Sting, the powers to be right here in World Championship Wrestling say Flair has got to climb that ladder. Well, Luger, you're the first rung on the ladder. I'm not used to walking around huge coliseums without a championship belt around my waist. September 5th, the Clash of Champions, 10 million viewers nationwide. Turn it on for one reason, to see the best in this game go at it. Luger, your problem is you're going to be mine. Woo! Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that match will be live here on TBS on Wednesday night, September 5th, Fall Brawl, Mountain Madness, originating live from Asheville, North Carolina. And coming up, the second match of the series involving the Southern Boys and the Freebirds. Here are comments from the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. Freebirds, we're one up on you. If we can beat you tonight, we're the Southern Tag Team Champions. That's right. You know, the Freebirds have been walking around here for many weeks talking about their big six-foot trophy that's bogus in the Southern Boys' opinions. But right now, it's Southern Boys 1 and Freebirds 0. And match number two is coming your way right now. Doc, have we talked about the Confederate flag behind them when they cut these promos? No. Well, I just wanted to say, I mean, this is nothing like um, controversial or anything, but, I mean, obviously you couldn't do this during this era. I mean, nowadays. But, um, I mean, for what they were, they're the Southern boys. And, you know, I, I don't like the green screen thing most of the time. But, you know, we talked about Teddy Long's earlier with the, uh, you know, head buster or bust, bu- head buster on the back behind him and the graphic they had. I, I like the fact that they put the flag behind them during this era. I mean, you know, it's. Again, we're not fans of the whole green screen thing because it's very WWF era type nonsense but um it works for these two and it doesn't look corny or cheesy would you you agree or what yeah i mean it's it works for the gimmick my my bigger problem is so we've just invented a third tag team title here that we're gonna fight over yeah which makes absolutely no sense yeah they they've invented (laughs) like the funny thing is it's not like we need another tag title we've got the world and we've got the u.s but we've it's like they wanted some kind of prop or something for these two sure i kind of get it away i mean 
I do, They're but the... it's like, it, then let's really build it up and talk about it and make it something rather than the way they're doing it. And the other but thing they're... is this. Okay. I needed more Tracy here. Yeah. I think I think we're limited too by these the episodes shorter, so we're not getting as much. Which... I need I need living in a cave references. I need southern philosophy. Blind crippling crazy. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> Ducks I'm, I'm on with you. June bugs going north and south. I need thugs. I need all the things that he brings to the table because otherwise it just ain't going to do it for me. What did you think about Flair's promo? Uh, Now all of a sudden he's pivoted to Luger because we got a clash coming up where we need a match. (laughs) I like it. Well, here's the thing. Um, On some level, I like it because I like subdued Rick. Quiet Rick is always an interesting... I like it. And it shows that he's without his thing, his trophy. And so to me, that's good. I wish that it started there. Um, I mean, it was clever the way he did it because he's not totally relegated to Luger. It's that he's using Luger to get back to where he needs to be. So I thought it was good. It's a good flair promo. Nothing's ever going to compare to the ones in the studio. But it, it's good. And I mean, there's been some other great ones when they're in, in a live arena, but it's it's just so different when it's, again, green screen, no audience. Because there's something to the studio in, in a live crowd when you're cutting a promo and you can hear their reaction to what you're saying. It, it's it's just a different feel to it, but it was fine. And he's pivoting to Luger now for the but U.S. title. So we're not a wrestling see. company anymore. Boy. We're a TV company. And so there you go. We keep moving, and the next matchup is what we were just hearing about. We get the Southern, or it's, let's just go to it, the Southern Boys versus the Fabulous Freebirds. Um, Garvin is limping to the ring with the assistance of Michael Hayes. Uh, the Freebirds, they were getting some cheers, to be fair, but again, we're in Georgia, so it makes sense. And hey, let me um, ask you a crowd- question right there. They're the greatest rock and roll band in the world. What instrument do you think Jimmy Garvin plays? The bass? Why you say it like that? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you think he's a drummer or what? What do you think? I think he's back there shaking a tambourine or hitting a cowbell or something. Bro, I almost said a tambourine. But you didn't really know what a tambourine was, so you didn't want to no, say No, I it. almost said it, though. Uh, yeah. But the, they, they came out to some cheers. But then mm-hmm. the Southern Boys hit the ring, and they got even more cheers, and the crowd yeah. erupted. You can say what you want. They're Tracy straight from and the Steve, cave. They are over. They are over. Women uh, Hayes, is all that they crave. That's right. Hayes is the glitters on point again. Jesus, what is what is his deal? Like I don't I like the sparkly red suspender what thing, but his face is? is a disaster. I think it was it looks like he, it's it's like somebody told him there was a bunch of blow at the bottom of this paint. And Arthur he just Ian Cotton his... was talking about huh? the glitter. 
author Ian Totten was talking about the glitter in the on the uh, Patreon page because uh, you and I were talking about glitter and the at the pay per view and or clash whatever last one we did I can't even remember now and and um he was saying like he was agreeing with you like how much we hate glitter uh it just because you can't clean it up but he I mean Doc I'm not I'm I'm not trying to go overboard how, how bad is the glitter on Paige's face. It's the paint too. It's just it's ridiculous. It's buffoonish. <laughs> oh man. It's pretty bad. So Jim Ross tells us the story of the trophy that the Freebirds were carrying to the ring right here, saying that the Freebirds claim they won this trophy in Tupelo Tupelo, Mississippi in a match, but there's no evidence of this match occurring. So we're led to believe by JR. And I point this out because of what you pointed out on the previous segment where it's like, why are we introducing a new title? Well, we're led to believe by JR that this title may be something made up that the Freebirds came up with because there's no evidence that they won the trophies in a match. And I think think we've got some good investigative journalism happening. That's right. And Jim Ross then goes on to say, as the match is starting up, that the Southern boys are up 1-0 in the best of three series of these teams. So if Hayes and Garvin win this match, Hayes and Garvin will tie it up. Um, Although Hayes lobbied to wrestle a singles match for this, because Garvin, remember, he's limping to the ring and he's quote-unquote hurt, the Southern boys uh, weren't having it, and it ends up being a tag team match with Garvin mostly on the apron. Now, for what it is, it's a good match. Uh, The crowd... You got to say they are into this thing and they gave these guys like 15 minutes. So it's a lot of time. They were able to tell a good story. Crowds fired up throughout it. I want to ask Doc before I summarize uh, how this thing wraps up, what he might have from the meat of this thing. At first, I thought this was a little goofy. And what I mean by that is I don't know. It felt like at times Garvin was a, was forgetting to sell his foot when he was kind of rolling around, around, you know, in and out and around. But when we got to the end and how they did this, it paid off for me. He um, remember he's a heel, so it's OK if he's, quote unquote, lying and faking it, you know, and forgetting to sell because that's part okay. of what would help put it over. Um at least kind of that's how I think about it. Okay. So I'll go I'll go to the finish now. We get a... That's uh, always one of my favorite moves that we saw right there. Chin breaker? Uh-huh. Jaw breaker? Yeah, Tracy sits down. He's having... I always like thought it a, would be hard to work that move. That's not bad. <laughs> Make sure your tongue's not, you know, in between your teeth. You'll be fine. Uh... Tracy sits down as Hayes had him in a uh, chin lock of sorts. Hayes gets hit with a jawbreaker. Steve uh, Steve comes in. Steve Armstrong comes in. And <clears throat> Armstrong eventually has Hayes rolled up, but the ref's back is turned. <laughs> well, that never happens. Garvin, who hadn't been in a match pretty much the entire time, sneaks in and DDTs Armstrong. And Hayes pins Armstrong for the win, the best of three series is now tied one match to one. Garvin doesn't even give a shit about selling his leg at this point in knee. He's jumping around like a buffoon on the outside and 
He's like, yeah, I pulled a fast one on him. And he did. He pulled a fast one on him. Any thoughts on how they did the finish, Doc? I thought it was good, and it sets up the third match that I guess we're now in a three-match series that we didn't know about. You know what I hate? This is the old thing. Everything was airtight, brother. The They really screwed over these referees and a lot of these finishes during this era. Because the referee, we've seen, seen a couple of times now with the Freebirds and whatnot. The referees aren't even, they're not even bumped. They're just distracted by something else. Like this time he's distracted by like Tracy. Lights. Yeah, it's like Tracy's quote unquote trying to get back into the ring to help his opponent, his um his partner. And the ref's so distracted, he's he just Tracy's gotta be on the outside on or he's not gonna turn around. And then we saw it where the ref was distracted by two guys who weren't even the legal men in the ring. They're on the outside. Like you said, I forgot the the example you use you you made it sound like somebody was getting pounded on the outside like as in a, on something on Pornhub and the ref just couldn't look away uh, it the ref couldn't look away and then when he looks away oh now the heels got the advantage it's it's really the way they and I feel like they screwed over the refs here because it it makes the refs look stupid like they look really dumb and the ref look really dumb here because then he just happens to turn around as Garvin slid out, and now Armstrong's getting pinned. What do you do? You agree or what? Well, what I think that once you have TV people in charge, they're not going to see the importance of a referee like uh, you would by a wrestling company, and so that they see they see them as a as a buffoon. Yeah, it's it's just it's really dumb, man. Hey, I want to get to this next promo though. I do, I do too. Um, so th- I'll close the thoughts on the ref this with this saying. Look, if you, if you're a Mid South wrestling fan, you know they bumped refs nonstop. Every episode with a big match had a ref bump. So I, I'm not saying that's the answer. I've been critical of that as well uh, on the Mid South show. But I'm just saying, bro, this is is it's just it's out of hand. Is the refs aren't even taking bumps here? They're just distracted by things they shouldn't be distracted by, which quote unquote gets them out of position, and that's that. Now you want to get to El Gigante? Do you want the audio from it, Doc? We should hear a little bit. Well, it's really short. I mean, it's not a problem to play the audio of it, but I just double checking. So, all right, hold on here. I'm trying to get to the exact point where it starts. That way we can get um Bob Cottle. Now, do you do you think Bob Cottle is? Do you think? Eligante is standing on a box or anything like they used to do with Andre? Don't know. Okay. Seven seven's pretty tall, my friend. That's true, too. Let's go to Eligante and Bob Cottle. Boss fans, I'm here with the world's largest athlete, seven foot seven inches tall, 435 pounds, Eligante. And Eligante wants to say hello to all of his fans around the country and especially to all of his fans in Texas and Florida where he'll be wrestling soon. Eligante. Es cierto, quiero decir hola a todos. Los de estado de Texas y Florida. Necesito el soporte de todos ustedes para mi carrera. Necesito tenerlos a todos en todo el país, donde quiera que haya un latino, quiero que esté conmigo. Necesito el soporte de todos ustedes. Y mientras tanto, gracias, gracias por todo. Vamos, estado de Florida y Texas. Fans, wherever Eligante is, if he's in your town, don't miss a chance to see this amazing athlete in action. 
All right, we'll be back with our big main event, our world television title match, right here on TBS after this timeout. Do you know what he said, Doc? I would have said, I would have thought that Bob Caudill, after he was done, would have said, abolish ice my ass. <laughs> God, I hope that didn't get me kicked <laughs> Here's off of the YouTube. thing. I want to know at what point in wrestling did speaking Spanish turn from a heel move to a babyface move? And at some point, should he have said, El Rose, La Rosa de, de Corazon de San Antonio? As a throwback, oh, like, like like Manny used to say, yes. Nah, I mean I don't I don't think that would have been needed, but I know why you're saying that. He tells us in Spanish that he's thankful for all the support he's been given in not only Florida and Texas but the um, entire country, and he's thankful for the support in his career. And yeah, that's basically summarizes what he said there. Okay. I any uh, any other thoughts as we continue along here? He's like a Mexican Robert Gibson. Wow. No, I think he speaks more clearly. So we get a bunch of commercials. The only commercial I noted was the Keystone Beer commercial again, and uh, we already talked about that a few weeks back. And then we go to the final match, the main event of August 11th, and it is Arn Anderson versus Lou Perez, who looks like Al Perez's brother. I don't know how to describe them. Or cousin. Cousin. Are they really? No, you're lying to me. No. You're lying to me. I'm really not. It's his cousin. He was billed as his brother, but in real life, he's his cousin. Okay, so so now that I didn't realize that, um, Steven Javorski is going to decide to go on Facebook and all over social media. Oh, my God. Mike Mills is stupid. There's no Lou Perez and Al Perez. And I did that just so he would do it. Uh, we get a picture and picture from promo from Arn, who blames the whooping he's about to give Perez on Sting. And uh, hey, I mean, Doc, we complained a lot. Here is Arn, the TV title holder, been TV title holder for quite some time now. I mean, not years or anything, but uh, we get a TV title match from Arn. Finally, your thoughts? It's about time. I Went mean, too long. This, but <laughs> this fella is in his debut, getting a title shot. But I'm not going to let that get in my way. He doesn't look bad. No, no, he's built. He looks good. He looks like Al Perez. Yeah. He looks I mean, like Arnold came out there and tried to shake the man's hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's done that before, though. Arn's done that before. This was a good little match. I mean, Arn's obviously, but I mean, Lou Perez wasn't bad. This was good. Nah, Nobody he, ever thought he was going to win the title here. No, no, no. And um, like I said, he's Lou Perez looks the part in. He looks like he knows how to wrestle, and he doesn't look like he misses anything. And he's, well, as I say that, he missed an arm uh, arm bar right there. <laughs> but it was good. Uh, Lou Perez looked like he belongs, and we, we knew he wasn't going to win. I Like I said, the main thing here was I was like, God, we finally get to see Arn, you know, in, a t- in an actual TV title match. Like, we don't get that, which is, it's the TV title. Boogie, it's the well, TV I, title. Double, 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 don't worry about it. Yeah. All right, so uh, here is the finish of the match. Arn attempts an atomic drop. Um, Perez hits the ropes. Arn drops down, and when Perez comes off, Arn hits Perez with a spine buster, and Arn wins the match. See, he missed the, uh, the atomic drop, and then there's the spine buster. Kaboom! Wasn't the greatest spine buster, but it put him out. 
Any thoughts yep. on Arn winning and defending his TV title on television that we don't see anymore? There's another one. What? It's Sting's to blame for. <laughs> yeah, um, I found it interesting too. Arn's getting um, Arn was getting a number of cheers um, from the audience during the match, which I guess is expected. We kind of saw that in the mid '80s as well. Even as a heel. We'll keep moving, though, and we'll go to how they close things out. It is Sting and Lex Luger. They're going to cut a promo. They're up there with JR. We're, we're live in front of the crowd, so this is not a you know a green screen thing. Here it is. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, the two men that hold the richest prizes in wrestling, the world champion Sting and the United States champion Lex Luger. Oh, you know something? They tried to put me out, and I'm talking about the horseman five months ago, tried to put me out of professional wrestling once and for all. Now they're resorting to jumping people like the total package in parking lots. This is not professional. You guys are a gang, and that ain't cool. No way. The total package has broken his silence, and now he's getting kind of ticked off, and he's saying what's on his mind, letting it all hang out. That's bad for the horseman. You know, Stinger, somewhere you got to draw that line in competitive sports. Horseman, you've crossed that line. If you want to jump people in parking lots, if you want to hurt people, if you want to throw the rule book out, well, me and my friends standing here by my side can do the same damn thing. So what we're saying is this. You got that right. People are going to get hurt. And the total package like Sluger is going to return your message with a big answer. Fans, we'll see you tomorrow night at 6.05 on World Championship Wrestling. The big man of this tomorrow night. Uh, I thought this was meat and potatoes. Luger's fired up and, you know, I mean, which he should be after what happened to him. What did you think? Right there, that screen. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the company in these two's hands and it ain't going to work. I, I, I disagree with that statement. It's not going to work. It's funny how you overlook Jim Hurd as you make that statement. My next note is the other two people that need to be held more accountable than these two buffoons are Jim Hurd and Ole Anderson. Okay. I'm glad you clarified and stated that. These two are the stars of, of those two guys' movie, and it's a big pile of shit. I'm not blaming Sting and Luger. Definitely not blaming Luger after what Luger's done the last year and a half in this promotion. Okay. Had a fantastic 89. Nothing's been wrong with his He's a great so Robin. Far. Not so much as the Batman. Okay. Okay. Well, we know you hate Sting, and that's what this boils down to. He's not even Robin. Well, who is he? Guest appearance by some guest star. <laughs> right. So he is Renegade. a star. R- minor. <laughs> All right. He's the All with that said, we now need to rate it, hand out the Rolex. Before we do so, remember, use our Amazon BTT Associates link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support the show. Without spending anything extra, if you're already shopping on Amazon, use that link and um, you know help the show out because that's exactly what happens when you use our Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A uh, great way to support the show. And like I said, not only you use it, give the link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, g- whatever you have in your life, whatever is next bitches. to you, whatever you live with, whatever the bottom ones, whatever, give that link to them. Have them use it every time they shop on Amazon. 
Again, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Put the link in the browser like our old friend JBL Objective on Twitter said and make sure they use it every time uh, they shop on Amazon. So bookmark it and say, hey, make sure you use this every time you're on Amazon and we'd appreciate it. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Uh, let's give out the Raiden first. Uh, Rolex. Who you give me Rolex to, Doc? Don't know. You know, give it to the Braves for (laughs) making it an hour. (laughs) I'm going to give it to Uh, Joey Barrett. Are you serious? Why not? It's probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to him. No, he's going to be on television for a while. But this is his debut. All right. I think there's a match in like 94 or something where he wrestles Harlem Heat or he's, you know, in a tag match versus Harlem Heat. I mean, it, but right now it, he thinks his whole life is in front of him. Uh, okay. You that's who you're giving it to, Barrett. There's not a lot of contenders. There's really yeah, not when Joe, you look at it. Give me Joe Barrett. Okay. I mean, who else would you let me ask this as I'm as I'm as I'm going over my list that I've got in front of me, who else would you give it to? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody but it wasn't else. a bad show. No, it wasn't. It was not a bad show. I tell you what, I'm gonna give it to Sid. Uh, I thought that's who you were going to go with for what he did. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Sid, too. And I'm not the biggest Sid fan, but definitely I think I'll go with Sid. Uh, honorable mention to the Freebirds and Southern Boys for what they pulled off, too. And another honorable mention, too, although it didn't technically take place on this episode, it was another episode because it was the Goody's Headache Powder Slam of the Week. Um, Scott Steiner getting that guy over so that he the guy didn't break his neck on that superplex because that, that looked wicked when we were watching on the video version. Let's do the other thing now and hand out the grades. Remember, we've got an upcoming clash. And to get all the other clashes, the only way to get that is at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You can go annual or monthly. If you go annual, you get a month for free. Um, Whatever way you go, it's definitely appreciated and helps support the show. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get access to 300-plus Patreon-exclusive episodes only for you and your ears and your girls or whoever else listens to the show with you. What are you going to rate it, Doc? 60 minutes, man. 60 A-minus. minutes. I think I'm right there with you. I'm going to give it an A-minus, too. Dude, a 60-minute episode, man, when you're when you're us at this point with, in our with lives. With some good matches, too. With some good matches. And I, it just it was solid but not spectacular. Southern Boys and Freebirds were good. Um, Arn and Luke Pillman, was good. Yeah, and then the the tag match with Pillman with Barrett and Snake Watson, it's good for a different reason. Uh, we've talked about it. But, yeah, Arn and Perez was fine. Steven Javorski cranked nonstop to it. It's A-. minus. This was good. This was good. That boy this needs a t- woman and Jesus. He's married. What are you talking about? That's what's odd. Well, did, she, these, did she lose her hands in like a combine or something? Why is he wow. always having to jerk it? Something's wrong with him, bro. The, the kid ain't right. He ain't right in the head. Okay. Like for real. He's definitely not right. Hey, uh, did you miss your chance to get a Hard Body Harper video shout out during the holidays? Well, there's no time. I must have. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, email Hopper at chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. Let them know what you want in your video shout out for either yourself or your friends or your relatives or you want to tell somebody you hate them, you want somebody to cut a promo on, you want them to cut a promo on someone, email him to chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. And then don't forget to do the most important thing, which is PayPal Hopper, cc30388cc at yahoo.com. And Hopper will send you your very own video shout out to yourself or family members and friends and whatnot. And it, you know, greatly helps Hopper because it goes directly to him via PayPal. CC30388CC at yahoo.com. And I know Hopper would greatly appreciate it. And then, Doc, one other thing before we get out of here, uh, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Monroe and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them and check out their show. And then check out also the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you can catch that. I forget. I think it comes out every Tuesday. Not sure. I always forget. Uh, but check out Mike Pru and JV's show on the Bottom Line cast. And remember, they do our ECW show as well on our Patreon feed. Uh, Doc, any other closing thoughts as we you know, enter into, like we said at the beginning of the show, year number seven of BTT, calendar year number seven, not our seventh anniversary yet, but calendar year seven. Any other closing thoughts before we wrap things up and get out of here on uh, the first show of the new year? Yeah, bro, let's, we getting these people enough. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow, Doc, you're, you're, you're such a nice fellow, I tell you. Well, Harper's not here, so I'll throw it at you. You can hit the tagline and we can go home. Let me, let me hold the microphone up high so I can tell you, book it, bitch.